This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you all to the Warning Television program. Those that are listening on our radio program, shortwave program, welcome or watching on social media. This is a live audience. We're in the Chapel of World Ministries International. And uh, we want to speak today on how to protect your soul. How to protect your soul. Uh, Deliverance, I spoke on that last week, how to keep your deliverance. So this is really like a one-two punch. How to protect your soul. Second Chronicles 2015, do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. But God's. We should not be discouraged. Yes, our enemies are all around us. But God is with us. Ephesians 6, 11 through 12. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. How do you protect yourself, your will, your mind, your emotions? How do you protect yourself and keep your deliverance, keep your salvation? Again, we want to remember these verses. 2 Chronicles 20.15, do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army, no matter what situation you're facing, no matter how many enemies you have. Greater is he that's with us than he that is against us. That's what the word of God says. For the battle is not yours, but God's. I represent God and it's God's battle when my enemies rise up against me. My family, whether they attack my family, my person, whether they attack the nation. If I'm in the will of God and representing God as his ambassador, the battle is God's. We need to remember this. Primarily, we are in a spiritual battle. We need to understand that and we need to put on the armor of God. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18, it tells us what we need to be properly dressed to face the enemy. What should we put on? 
Every soldier going to war has to put on his armor, has to carry what he uses to protect himself and to fight. One, loins, truth. Verse 14, simply put, loins are the area of our bodies that deal with reproduction. Now again, Ephesians 6, 11 through 18, gird your loins, scripture says. We are to reproduce the truth of God's word in our society in the dispensation in which we live. Last night, I did syndicated radio, television, went around the world, and I shared on some heresy, cult, activity, false prophets, prophecies. We have to share the truth to bring people out of that deception. Truth takes away deception. Prayer brings conviction. You can't just pray about it. Jesus gave you and I that responsibility to represent him when he ascended. He said, go tarry until you are endued with my dunamis, my released energy, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then I will continue to do miracles through you. I'm not coming out of heaven to do it. You are. But you'll have my power and my authority. We are in a battle. We need to represent Christ if we're going to win this war to save a nation. You're in a battle if you want to protect your family. Because all around you, whether it's movies, public schools, public universities, culture, they're attacking your beliefs. They're trying to remove God out of it. Trying to destroy their faith. Trying to let spirits, evil spirits, enter you, control you, possess you. And they want to have those spirits you to commit suicide. Psalm 119, 160. Thy word, O Lord, is truth. Knowing the word of God will keep you adequately dressed for the fight. We see the effectiveness of knowing the word of God and putting it into action. Matthew 4, 4. It is written, the only way to fight the enemy is with the word of truth, just like Jesus said. Satan tries to tempt Jesus. Hey, I'll give it all. Just jump it off. Jump off the cliff. Well, that violated the word of God. The word of God says, don't tempt the Lord thy God. And Jesus just said, thus it is written. We defeat the enemy, whether it's evil spirits or mankind that are serving evil spirits, with the word of God. For sins bring judgment on a nation. I don't care what anyone says, any president says, any replacement theology says. The emergent church, the mainline churches, for sins bring judgment on a nation. Idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. That will always remain. That's the word of God. God doesn't evolve. He's not an evolutionist. Man likes to change the word of God to fit his own morality. God doesn't change. Number two, breastplate of righteousness, verse 14. Proverbs 14, 34, righteousness exalts a nation. Righteousness, the will of God, exalts and protects, and God honors that nation. We used to have that in America when we became the greatest nation in the history of mankind. The vital function of breastplate in war is to protect the torso from the injury. The torso is one of the most vulnerable areas of the body because so many major organs are located there. God wants us to protect ourselves from the enemy's attack. 
Jesus secured our righteousness through his shed blood. We got to partake of his righteousness when we come under his lordship. Part of our salvation is taking on the right standing with the Father that was paid in the process of our new creation citizenship. God is not holding anything against us because of the righteousness that Jesus secured for us. Praise the Lord, his righteousness. I am justified. I don't have to be perfect. I am working out my salvation. I am becoming more and more like Christ. The old me is dying, and I'm putting on the armor of God, and the new me, Jesus, the Spirit of God, is now getting stronger and stronger through my life. God understands my weaknesses, my temptations. He came in the form of man. He knows exactly what I'm going through, what you're going through. And he has promised you the victory if you put on the full armor of God. You will have the victory. Amen? You will have it. I will have it. Everyone watching or listening, you will have the victory. You can go into battle with a piece of right standing with God. Through any maneuver or tactic that the enemy tries to send your way. It doesn't matter. You can have the victory. You are righteous in Christ. You don't have to hold your breath wondering what God is thinking toward you. My God loves me with an everlasting love. My God forgives me every time I repent. He doesn't hold it against me. He doesn't reject me. Keep me at bay. Make me pay a little bit before he receives me back. That is on man's, carnal man's ways until he becomes more like Christ. We call it sanctification. The Bible announces that his thoughts toward us are good and not evil. To bring us to an expected end, Jeremiah 29, 11. The accuser will work to take your eyes off that truth. I have promised good things toward you. I have a destiny for you. You are righteous. Don't let him steal the assurance from you. It can just be that weakness that the devil needs to attack as your torso is unprotected. Do not doubt. Trust your protection. Trust your breastplate. When I was in SWAT, we wore bulletproof vests. You had to trust in that vest. Or you'd never go into the dangerous situation where you could be killed. You trust in your training. You trust in your armor. You trust in that protection. You trust in one another. That works as a team. The church must work in unity to defeat the enemies. I went to countless emergencies. I'm still here. If we didn't work as a team, I could have been killed. Once they were coming upon me with a rock to smash my head and my backup got it. Not got the rock, but got the person. Or I wouldn't be your husband, honey. <laughs> we had to trust our team, one another, our training. And the church has to trust their God and trust each other. Amen? In this room, we are a team. We are family. We protect and trust one another. Pray for one another. Defend one another. Not accuse one another. The accuser will work to take your eyes off that reality. 
Remember to put on your breastplate of righteousness. In other words, know who you are in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Three feet, the gospel of peace, verse 15. Again, Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. Make sure you put that down and read it. Have your feet covered with the good news of peace. We are peacemakers, though knowest by our love. We restore relationships. We don't divide relationships. We don't say, I will not forgive. You better be careful. God won't forgive you then. And you wonder why your prayers aren't answered. Change your attitude. Come on, can you say amen? amen. We have to change our attitude at times. That's the point of becoming more like Christ. Our carnal attitude constantly changes. Till we become a reflection of Jesus Christ. What a powerful position. God is covering our feet so that as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which if the Lord doesn't come, one day we will all do, which is what these battles may feel like at times. We don't have to fear any evil thing. I could tell you so many stories of attacks around the world, sitting in jail, jail cells, for the gospel's sake, not for anything I did. Persecution, threats of death. Yet I reminded myself that God is with me. God is with me. Angels are around me. And God will give me the victory. And nobody can touch me unless he, unless he allows it. If he decides to reward me, praise God, I've been promoted. But we don't fear death. And we don't fear other people. Because God is there. Angels are there. Not only is he with us, our feet or the vehicle of our movements are that of peace. We do not go for retaliation or vengeance. Knowing that we can be at peace in the good news of the gospel, that God is at peace with us, therefore we are at peace with him and we can be at peace with others. If we stay in peace, we have peace. If we don't like to forgive, let me tell you, let me tell you, are you at peace? No, you're, you're confused, you're messed up, you're angry, you're short-tempered. You want peace? Be at peace with God and your fellow men. Carrying that message to the world requires a steady foot, strong steps, and courageous balance. Our feet are to be covered so that we aren't tripped in battle. When peace is present, there's a comfort and a clarity. Clarity. The mind isn't confused. No matter what confusion or violence is around us. You say, "My, I'm always confused. Well, get peace with God. Get unconfused. Have peace with God. God is not the author of confusion. If we are always confused, something is wrong with your soul. God is not the author of confusion. He gives us shoes for the battle, the gospel of peace. For the shield of faith, verse 16. Faith is a battleground, a fight that you must win. But faith has another side to it. That same faith that you are battling over is also a shield about you. Your faith will keep the arrows of fire from penetrating you. As you walk through diverse temptations. Jesus walked in the form of man, but sin not. Turned back every type of attack that man had against him. 
walked right through the crowd that wanted to throw him over the cliff. Rejected every temptation from Satan or any perverse woman. Forgave constantly. If a person repented, he immediately forgave. We are supposed to be peacemakers. James 1, 2 through 4, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith, in other words, what is your faith? How are you going to react under temptation? How are you going to react when somebody uh, talks about you or talks about you many times? If you're an employer, you can fire the person and should if they don't quit, but you still have to love the person. You love the sinner. If you have family members that are sinners, you're going to love them. No matter how much you're disappointed in them, no matter how much they lie about you, you are still going to love them. And pray they will repent so there can be restoration. But that love never changes. You're immediately ready to receive them back. Because God, love, covers all sin. With enough of God's love, you don't let anything hold you to a point of having a grudge. And I've got to wait for years to pass until I finally can love them. Well, you need a dip in the Holy Spirit. Hello. They say, you know, there's a saying, get under the spout where the glory comes out. Right. Old time. Give me that old time religion. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. God is a shield about us and he gives us faith as a weapon in these battles that we must win. Five, head helmet of salvation. Verse 17. I think the helmet of salvation can be my favorite part of the uniform. Like I said, somebody tried to crush me once when I was in law enforcement with a big rock. I know some of you might think I have a big head, a strong head, a hard head, but that boulder would have crushed me. And I was so glad for my backup that drew down and saved my life. We need one another. I understand that our minds can be a battlefield for the enemy's attack. As a man thinketh, so is he. The battle's in the mind. You've heard me preach that so many times. Some of you have been with me 24 years. You've heard me preach that for 24 years. The battle is in the mind. As a man thinketh, so is he. Do you think as a conqueror, as an eagle, do you soar? Do you think as a chicken, always running and hiding? What do you have for the word of God to hold on to? Do you believe in angels or are you just, uh, well, I've read them in the Bible. I'm so afraid. The battle's in the mind. When we accepted Christ, salvation included the covering of the mind. You don't have to go crazy or have a nervous breakdown. God has provided you a helmet that protects your mind from being attacked by the demonic forces that are all around you. But we must put our helmet on. The helmet helps us to remember whose we are. The helmet protects and helps bring to our remembrance the verses of Scripture that need to be applied at different points in the fight. Don't forget your helmet, because when your helmet is off, the body has no choice but to follow. You know, I lost my head. Where's your faith? Why did you lose your head? 
because you became carnal. You didn't hold on to the word of God. You didn't rely on the word of God to protect you. You lost your head. Pride got the best of you. Somebody honks at you and honks at you. And instead of you just ignoring them, oh, you're going to chase them down. That's very foolish. Somebody might turn around and blow your head off. Don't forget your helmet. Just think about Goliath. David knew he had to cut off a head as a symbol that everything else about Goliath's stature was ineffective. If the enemy can cut off your head, he can take control over your body. Understand the word of God. Apply the word of God. Meditate on the word of God day and night. Then live by it. Oh, I know all of these things, but I decided to do this. The fool has said in his heart, I will do it my way. Six, sword of the spirit, the word of God, verse 17. You must become like a skilled surgeon when it comes to the word of God. Of all the battle gear discussed, your sword is the only offensive component mentioned. The battle refers to the word of God as a two-edged sword in two distinct places. Last night I used a sword to expose a cult and their false prophets and prophecies that have lied, 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 lied. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joint and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The sword, defensive, offensive. In his right hand he had seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun, shining in full strength. Revelation 1.16 Both of these verses tell us how sharp the sword of God really is. It can divide something that seems in defensible from a human standpoint. Who can divide the thoughts and intents of a person's heart but God? As John sees Jesus in Revelation, he sees a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth, which is the word of God. Isn't it marvelous that we have been left with a weapon that is so precise that at every battle, an enemy can be subdued with the sword of the Spirit at every battle. The anointing can come upon us. We use the word of God. The word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. The word of God can set us free and bring that person to repentance. Only the Spirit of God can train and teach us how and when to maneuver with such a powerful weapon. Getting dressed for battle is a daily action that every believer must complete during our time of prayer and devotion to God. We must understand not only how crucial it is to be trained by our leaders, apostles if you're under one, and other leadership, but we must also take it upon ourselves to stand before God in prayer and submission. As we seek to be dressed daily for the battles that lie ahead of us. My prayer is that each one of you will no longer sit on the sidelines while you act as a spectator in the battles raging in our society, in our world, in our country, or in our families. No longer can you, as a warrior of faith, sit back comfortably and secure along as your family is not effective. Well, I don't care about the other. That's not what my Bible says. We do care. We are our brother's keeper. 
If you don't care, something is wrong with your faith. You've been enlisted. It's your time to get dressed and be ready for action. Whether you like it or not, you've been called to active duty. You've got some battles to win. Because if one saint is battling, we need to have all hands on deck until the enemies of God have been subdued and rendered helpless. The war is against the lies of evil spirits and evil men. The battle of the mind is where the devil, evil spirits, and evil men that hate God and the Constitution and Bill of Rights attack. Satan wants to condemn us and create doubt and confusion in our mind of who we are in Christ so he can continue the attack against us. But we can win with the word of God, with prayer. When we put on the full armor of God, when we defend one another, we can win, we will win. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org, and join today. Subscribe to Eagles Saving Nations as we bring the battle across culture. We fill the stadiums, get back to Pentecost, and let the church arise and go forth with the power and authority of Jesus. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.